This is the Yob ConvoCast. One-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends? And welcome back to the Yob ConvoCast conversations with the newbies and the not-so-newbies. Today we have a not-so-newbie. He's one of the OGs. We love having him. Sporting a New York Yankees boo baseball cap and a stylish little vest as well from Brisk, the Brisk Land of Enchantment. It's our other brother, Matt. What's up, Matt? What up, you guys? <laughs> what up? As always, recording from his car. This is like our go-to uh, way of talking to each other, Matt. You're in your car and I'm behind a microphone. I'm in a different location today doing some traveling, but it's cool to cool to connect with you in a similar way once again. Yeah, I can see that. And I kind of like the background that you are in. So, it's pretty, right? Yeah, it definitely <laughs> I've got is got a nice pretty. piece of art behind me. I've got a little felt reindeer right here at my desk. So it's very wintry. Um, this house that I'm at, that I'm, I'm house sitting right now, and the house that I'm in, I wish I had it within reach, I would show you, but it's like across the room. Um, but there are these little little felt animals all around the place. And there's a, there's a few birds that are over there. And they're all they're wearing like jackets. <laughs> and so Interesting. Um, people people that know me know the inside joke of Yab is that every bird is a sparrow. Because I call every bird a sparrow, because that's just the our little trademark name for the community members that we have here. Every sparrow finds a home. So I see all these little sparrows all around this house and they're all wearing little little jackets and they're so cute. <laughs> I kind of want to see Why is that like your personality right now? <laughs> like I bet I bet right now you are almost like in uh, Enneagram 4 heaven because it's very unique and it's very uh, mm-hmm. describing your soul. It is, yeah. I love, I just love little sparrows. I, I commented on someone's Instagram earlier. It was clearly like some sort of a hawk or an eagle or something. And I just said, wow, what a majestic sparrow. And I love making that, oh my God. making that joke. Eventually there will be Yob merch that says every bird a sparrow or every bird is a sparrow or something like that. I see, I envision that being Yob merch one day, but um, okay. but that's a little plug for Yob merch. We've got life, life is better with brothers merch currently available at store.yourotherbrothers.com. So you guys can check that out. Um, Matthew, we're going to talk about a lot of things. We, we have, I have a list. I don't do this often. Usually with ConvoCasts, I already in my head know one or two things I want to talk about. But with you, I have yeah. one, two, three. I have four things that I want to talk about with you. And I want to make sure we hit them all. So are you ready to jump right into okay. this? Yeah, I'm always ready. Always. <laughs> You're always ready. This is the thing that I appreciate about Matthew not that everyone else isn't this way, but I know I can text, I pretty much know I can text Matthew and be like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast next week? And he'll respond pretty promptly and say yes, with like exclamation yeah. points. You never yep, feel, always. I hope you never feel roped into this or forced into it. I hope you enjoy, I think you do. I think you enjoy it coming on. I enjoy it, but if I ever feel like that and I'm not, I'm not up for it, I will say no. You okay, know how, good. like, you know how full my no's are. Say no to me, Matthew. I want you to say no to me one day. No. <laughs> I don't think you've ever said no to a podcast, to my knowledge. We'll, we'll see if no. that changes in the near future. I'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll be sure to let the listeners know, too, if you ever say no to me. That'll be a historic, historic day. But lots of yeses for Matthew. Seven years 
seven years and running, I think, of podcast productions. Wow. So first thing, Matthew, is we are a little over a year removed from our Balloon Fiesta adventure. Mm -hmm. And you reached out to me to remind me that Balloon Fiesta was happening. I cannot believe that that was now over a year ago. That just boggles my mind. Yeah, it doesn't seem that long. Like, for reals, like, uh, whenever we had Balloon Fiesta here in New Mexico, um, I had to text you, Tom. And actually, I sent you a picture. Yeah, I sent you a you picture. Did. And it's like, yeah, basically, like, wish you were here. I knew you would. I know you would uh, enjoy this. And not only that, but uh, my friends, um, the one that we went to um, the White Sands with, they actually missed you. They're actually asking Aww. when you're coming back. Yeah. And you told them, I, think you're pretty cool. I hope you told them what the answer was, right? Yeah, the answer, <laughs> yeah, I told them that the only way you will come back is if I go to Asheville first. Perfect. I actually, I really need to. I, I really, really need to. I've never. And I told there. you, I told you if it's cheaper to fly to Atlanta or fly into Charlotte or fly into some other major airport, Matthew, I will drive. I will drive the distance to pick you up. So please let me know. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, no, I hope you got there. Um, how was the traffic? That was the main thing I wanted to ask you about. Cause when, when I visited you last year, we were stuck in like 4 a.m. Like no joke, like 4 a.m. traffic lined up on the interstate. 5 trying to get, Yeah. Trying to get there. Maybe we woke up at 4 a.m. But yeah, but it was ridiculous. Yeah. So I was wondering if you accounted for that this year. So, okay. So here's the thing. Um, I actually wasn't going to balloon fiesta. I was going to sleep in. But I woke up like around six, maybe a tad bit earlier, but like around six. And I was just laying in bed. I was fully awake. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. And by that time, it was 6.30. I just got dressed, uh, washed up, brushed my teeth, and then I just headed straight to Balloon Fiesta. And when I got there, it was it was getting close to like seven, or it probably was seven. And actually, traffic was great. I got through traffic, no problem. Hmm. Um, the only thing that I forgot was to check out money because it's cash only parking. Oh. And I went up, yeah, I, I went up to the person who like does like the fee, the entry fee and all this stuff. And I, I told him like, hey, I totally spaced out the money. And it's like, do you know what? It's like, just go and we're like, usually we tell people like to turn around, but like you're, you, you're probably like the only car here, like the last pe- person. And just go, just go. So I did. I got a good parking spot and I wow. walked. Yeah, I walked fast. So they actually started a bit late, um, probably because they wanted the wind uh, to die down. So it kind of started like, it usually starts at 7 a.m., but it started around 7.30, around there. And I made it just in time. And it was great. I mean, I was there by myself, which, I mean, no problem for me. It was uh, more, more freedom to walk around you. and to buy stuff. Yeah, it was great. And it, it always amazes me. Like I live here in New Mexico and I get to go to balloon fiesta every year. And it still boggles my mind how pretty balloons are, hot air balloons are. Mm. The Lord's favor was on you. That's so cool. That's the key then is you don't show up first with everybody yeah. else. You show up fashionably late and then you can slide mm-hmm. right in. 
Well, I yeah. Well, I go on Native time because I'm a Native American. So that's kind of the, the just yeah, that's the gist of it. We're gonna talk about some Native things in a second, but I was I was gonna say real quick. So New Mexico has the Balloon Fiesta. Great, ten out of ten. Would recommend everyone go check out the Balloon yes. Fiesta one year. Um, Asheville has for this time of year the National Gingerbread House Competition. So you should come. Obviously, this year is too late, but maybe maybe next year, Matthew, or some coming year during the November, December, January-ish um, time, you can come to Asheville where they host the National Gingerbread House Competition. And these gingerbread houses are majestic beyond anything your imagination okay. could fathom. <laughs> It's okay. It's like I mean, that's like our thing. That's like our little national thing that draws people, I guess. So, and it's a fun, fun little place to walk around. It's it's it takes place at this historic hotel, this historic inn okay. that overlooks the city, and you can walk around and look at all the all the fancy gingerbread houses. And there's like a there's like the adult elite division, and then there's like the elementary school division, which is like. I mean, it's better than anything I could make, but it's kind of just funny just to okay. see the comparison in artistic styles with the little kids that do these things versus the adults who like train the whole year to to yeah. create a masterpiece. I mean, you have that like the gingerbread house thing, and then not only that, but it seems like you also have the weirdness of Asheville too. Yes, on so... any given day, you can just walk around and just enjoy the weirdness of this city and beautiful murals and you know all kinds of all kinds of glorious things um, okay so there you go there's a little tease for Asheville for not only for you but for any listeners who want to come visit please hit up the national gingerbread competition happening now I do believe as as of this recording happening now so so there we go very festive. um yeah very very festive so you mentioned your native you're being on native time which for those for new yeah. listeners for those that don't know you are a Navajo you are Native American and we are catching yes. you, Matthew, on the tail end of National Native American Heritage Month, which just so yes. happens. Yes. So these are the two things that I wanted to talk about because it coincides with Thanksgiving. And you and I were joking about Thanksgiving preceding this call as well. <laughs> um, so those are the two things, two other things before we talk to the main thing, before we get to the main thing um, about National Native American Heritage Month and Thanksgiving. So first of all, how did you celebrate or question mark do you celebrate thanksgiving and what did you do yes so actually majority of native americans actually do celebrate um thanksgiving mostly because like we don't celebrate like like the whole white man and native americans coexisting because we know that's like that's kind of a fairy tale that's like whatever mm. we we know that's like that's not true and we kind of uh kind of push the real story of like Thanksgiving, which isn't like, it's kind of a bad story. And, but in a way uh, we do celebrate families, families coming together. And that's, that's a huge thing uh, within Native American culture is family. So um, for my family, uh, there are times where uh, we get together, uh, go to the reservation and we go to uh, my dad's side of the family because my dad's side of the family is huge. Uh, we're kind of close and um, I feel that I get more um, like my own culture within my dad's side of the family because uh, my uh, uncles and aunts, they, 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 they can speak Navajo. And not only that, but like it's on the reservation and we're uh, my Nully lady, which means uh, 
my paternal grandmother um, lives like dirt road, like in the desert, like the she she and my nully man are basically the, the patriarch of the family. So like it's very important for us to like have family reunions there, uh, Thanksgiving, sometimes Christmas, but um, it, it's it's great. And we don't have we actually don't uh, make well we do make uh, turkey, but that's considered a side dish. Uh, oh. The main dish that we have is we uh, we actually butcher sheep and we cook it and we eat whatever is in the sheep and and that's how we celebrate and yeah yeah like with um uh ribs um uh just different parts of the the sheep that we eat we cook it with uh fry bread as well and we have mutton stew and uh uh, corn and all this stuff so uh whether uh, what we uh gather from the ground uh we grow and then from there we celebrate like through that and uh that's how uh we celebrate but sometimes there are times where um we don't get together and we kind of do it within our uh individual families so this year uh we i celebrated thanksgiving with my uh immediate family and we uh, went down to phoenix uh uh went to go see my older brother and his family celebrated there it was uh all all of uh us my parents and siblings we all got together and celebrated just a, a very small, intimate uh, Thanksgiving, and it was great. We we had fun. Um, nice. My my yeah uh, taught my uh, my nieces um, how to skateboard, how to longboard actually, and they had <laughs> they had a blast. That's like your love language. Your love language yeah. is teaching people how to longboard because you did that with me as well. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So they had a blast. I had a blast and it was very warm. It's, uh, it's, it's Phoenix. So that's where they live again. And I loved it and, uh, spent, uh, went back up north to the reservation and celebrated just, uh, an extended, uh, period of Thanksgiving with uh, my parents and then, uh, extended family as well. So it was, it was good. I had a, I had a pretty good pretty good time yeah i had a yeah i had a low-key thanksgiving as well and it was very nice with i've done i've been doing a lot of running around lately so it was nice to have more of a low-key thanksgiving here um and i that is so so it's really interesting that turkey is not the main dish for your thanksgiving because that speaks to my soul because i i don't hate turkey or i don't not like turkey like i'll eat turkey turkey's fine but it's never been my favorite part of thanksgiving like the glorification of the turkey makes no sense to me. I don't understand why so much goes into the turkey when there are so many other things. So you know what I did this year? I had steak. I had steak for Thanksgiving and it was such a market improvement. Like I was like, why do we not do this for the biggest meal of the year? Like, why are we, why are we all settling for the turkey? Because from what I understand, I've never put together a turkey. It just feels like a lot of work. It feels like a lot of stress. It just feels like a lot of energy that could be better served going into other things where you get more bang for your buck and maybe people yeah. out there just have a hankering for turkey every thanksgiving but that is not yeah, me probably lamb or sheep sounds great yeah uh sheep of course it's great it's a delicacy for uh my family my culture and everything but for turkey it's too dry it usually it's dry mm. for me and i can't i i have a hard time eating it because it's just like 
you're chewing it and you need other stuff because like no it's like i i need like that moisturizer of of, of food <laughs> and like it needs to go down easily like, some turkey proponents would say you should smother it in gravy or maybe you put like that ugh. cranberry jelly stuff over no, it some people like to do that it's still so dry. if you're looking it's if still you're looking dry for moisture no <laughs> no no it's still dry in the end and you, yeah so uh, there's only a very few times where i actually had good turkey and that's where i actually wanted seconds so only very few times but yeah, yeah. usually it's just dry and i don't i don't like it gotcha so that's my that's my uh critique of it okay well last thing i wanted to ask you about was since it's Na- national native american heritage month is there anything about um your spe- your specific roots as being a navajo is there something just like an interesting fact you would like to tell for the listening audience so that we can appreciate your heritage and all Native American heritage before we turn the dial from this episode will probably come out in December, but, um, but November we're celebrating this month in November. So, okay. You already gave us the fact about sheep for Thanksgiving, but what about, yeah, anything else come to mind? So, okay. So here's a fun fact, um, is that I think in the possibly, uh, 1920s, uh, whether it's uh, early or late, uh, we actually didn't get our citizenship till like the 1920s. Mm-hmm. And we weren't considered like uh, American civilians until then. So like, huh. think about it. That's like less than, or it's probably upcoming like 20 or a hundred years, like a hundred years ago, we finally were considered as American citizens. And that, that right there is just like, it, it speaks so much volume of like, how um i guess america has like in a way it's good and bad like good that we finally are considered uh american citizens but at the same time it it took so long and that's kind of the bad side of it but at least like we are now considered uh american citizens and not only that but i think i think i always i always joke around this uh about this is that i'm native american so that makes me double american and right. I'm actually proud of, yeah, I'm proud of that. So in a way I'm better than you. Yeah. It's like ironic, right? That you, you, Native Americans were so late to receive citizenship and yet they were also like super, super early in another yeah. sense. Like what in the world? Yeah. That's, that is crazy. So, so I guess then you couldn't, like Native Americans couldn't vote prior to that no. as well. Yeah. And so like, when did women, like, didn't women get the right to vote in the twenties? Am I, am I, I'm going back to us history. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Cause I've never, yeah, I've heard like w- when women got the right to vote or when, um, when black people got the right to vote in America, but then I've never heard anything about native Americans getting the right to vote. Surprise to su- surprise, surprise, Matthew. I, I learned nothing in my Christian school education about native American history. And when they received citizenship, that is news to me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not just Christian. It's just the general public education they don't actually mention it even if they do it's just like maybe like a paragraph and Mm. that's it so um yeah it's 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 very interesting but i mean hey you know somebody who's native american which is me and (laughs) you get to know fun facts about that so therefore you get to know more about history in general and how it affects people and I, for, for me, I'm an optimist. So I try to look things like for the, I, I have a better outlook or, or I try to have a better outlook on, on life. 
So um, I don't know it just, I guess, in your perspective, it makes me very unique. Yeah, yeah, I'm blessed to know you and Aaron as well. Just to have you guys as uh, oh, yeah. sources of education and just fun friendship. So I'm grateful for you guys. Yeah. and I just. I just wanted to pick on my Christian school because I love picking on Christian schools. So you let <laughs> you let my Christian school off the hook, but we'll we'll yeah. move on from that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. the greater American education system has failed us, not just Christian schools. Yeah, no, it it no, it is. It is. But I love getting to learn directly from the source. Yeah. So Matthew, I wanted to reach out to you about this topic because you mentioned some developments in your life, making new friendships and what that's looking like. I have a story to share as well, which I haven't told you yet. Um but I wanted to return to this good old topic of side A friendships. We did a podcast. We did a Yobcast back in the day. It's been a few years now, I think. I didn't check the timestamp on when this uh, this podcast came. Uh, it might have been a two-part series, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I think we did a two-part series on side A friendships, which for lay- in layman's terms, for those that aren't keeping up with the lingo and don't know what all these letters mean, generally in our community, there's, there's a vast proportion of our community that would identify as side B, people who adhere to a traditional sexual ethic. Um, and some people may steer away from LGBT language and they may, there's like all these other layers like side Y and other other identifiers that people in our community might use. But by and large, side B, that's a good portion of our community, a sizable portion. Um, side A though, there's the affirming theology. So the belief that God does condone same-sex intercourse, same-sex marriage, same-sex relationships. Um, and we did an episode on that talking about how we as a mostly side B community, um, how we can interact with side A folks, people, these are people of faith. So these aren't just secular people who profess no faith. These are people who are following Jesus to the best of their ability, um, just as we are hopefully in this community following Jesus to the best of our ability. We just have a very significant difference of belief as far as sexuality and marriage goes. And so uh, we had a really great conversation. I will link it in the notes because that's like an oldie but a goodie. That that was years ago that we recorded those episodes. Yeah. Um, so I'll post those in the in the link in the episode notes for this episode. But um, but yeah, I wanted to circle back to that with you because Matthew, something I've always admired about you is that I feel like you just get along with most people. Maybe maybe that's a stretch. Maybe there's some people you don't get along with. But from my observations of you, visiting you and just seeing you interact with people, you're such a social person. Like, it just feels like you, it comes more naturally to you. This is my perception. It comes more naturally to you to connect with people that might disagree with you on things or diverge from you with things um, versus maybe other people. And I'll just name myself <laughs> versus someone like me. Um, so you were telling me that you have a new side, a friend or, yeah. I don't know, some stories to share there. So I just wanted to toss it over to you and just see, yeah, what, what you have cooking up there. Yeah, so I actually yeah developed like a friendship with somebody who was side A, and um, I kind of knew about this person like maybe last year, a year and a half, and um, I actually learned it through another friend of mine. He um, is also a gay Christian and um, is side B. Um, he's still he he's like not like immersed with the whole uh, gay culture aspect of everything so um he's still i don't know he's still very new or either that or he just doesn't care and uh we talked about like just kind of like or yeah we had a discussion about like um side a side b without like using all the lingo and yeah stuff and uh he told me about this one person 
And he says, like, yeah, it's like I started following with this dude. I actually didn't know that he was gay until um, like he posted a, a something going on a date with a guy. And it's like, oh, cool. And then after that, it's like, oh, it's like I didn't know he was a Christian, too. I guess he just followed him because uh, he was a local here in New Mexico and he went to the gym. So, like, he, I guess, was following him because, like, is is a gym person. So I was like, okay, like, right, go figure. And uh, and then he told me about this person even uh, even in in more detail. I was like, okay, it's like I better follow this person too. And I did, and he followed me back. But like, we just it, we just left it at at that for like a good year and a half. And then around I think a couple of months ago, um, he uh, messaged me. And he said, like, hey, man, he's like, it looks like you have a pretty close friendship uh, knit with, like, all the people that you are, um, uh, you're, you're involved with. And I would, I would like to have a community like that. And then that's when we had, we started chatting. And from there, it kind of grew into, like, a, a, a good friendship. And, um I well for me I I already knew that he was gay and I already knew he had a boyfriend um because uh, he would post stuff about him and his boyfriend and just this and that and um and I told him like hey it's like if you want like maybe we can go hang out we can go have coffee or go have lunch or dinner or something like that I would I would like to get to know you so it took like about like 2 3 weeks to finally like jot down like a date like to get together and which which we did and it was pretty cool he knew that there was some something out there like a god but he didn't know what it was and he did have a catholic background but they weren't participating in the the that um denomination religion or whatsoever and it was it was just cool uh hearing a story of like how he uh, uh accepted jesus when he, uh, after high school but he also uh, knew that he was gay and his family, like he came out to his family very young and they accepted him um, pretty, actually pretty great. And throughout his life, he never had to like, he never really had that backlash um, until he became a Christian. And then from there, like he started, um, I don't know, I guess in his own way, pushback of, the traditional sexual ethic of what the Bible says. And for him, he doesn't have a problem with it whatsoever. And it's, it's very interesting uh, to talk to him and be around him. But this dude is a really, really cool guy. Like you, if you ever met him, like he's very, uh, he's very friendly. He's very uh, uh, open about his faith, which uh, is actually pretty great and um pretty charismatic as in like he um will encourage another person to do what's right and to do uh what is for the lord and yeah it again he's a very very interesting person but he wants to find more uh gay christian friends so yeah and that's how me and him um i guess became friends very interesting, because I know you've mentioned other gay friends that you have that are married, I think, right? They're married, yeah. But they're so, not yeah, they're, people of faith, not, right? 
yeah, not not right. at all, not at all. Right, so right. I yeah, I have yeah, I have I have a a great friend who lives uh, up north in the uh, Seattle area, and he's not a believer uh, at all. Um, him and his husband, and they they've been married for like about seventy years. Um, but they're great people. Um, I go to him whenever I, I need to be grounded and I know I need to be grounded and he tells me the truth and he, uh, he pushes me to be a better person. He, and he gives me a different perspective on life, which I mean, it's, it's a good challenge. Like I, I definitely need that challenge, uh, that way, like I'm not stuck in my, uh, Christian bubble. So I, I yeah, definitely yeah. keep him for that. Yeah. Yeah, you've mentioned him at least on one other episode, I think. I think. Um, mm-hmm. But going back to your so going back to your new friend, a side A friend, so a person of faith. Um, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious if the topic of has has like theological differences has that come up ever in conversation? Like, does does that ever come up? Do you anticipate it coming up? No. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, so um, when we when we first started talking, uh, well, when, when we first got together, like he played. Like it was after we hung out, um, he asked me, like, so do you think homosexuality is a sin? And I just told him the truth. It's like, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's I, I, I follow the Bible. I, I follow what um, God says in the Bible. But I told him, it's like, well, it's like not only that, but like you, you got to think about like all the other stuff, too. Like there's a lot of stuff that is um, a sin and not only that, but also abomination. If you go through, I think it was either Psalms or Proverbs, one of the with the books, and it lists like what God uh, views as an abomination. Not only homosexuality, but there's a lot of stuff too. And I told him, "Is like, well, I see it this way: is that in my perspective, and this is this is my perspective, is that for homosexuality, like being a sin, is just like it's not a it's not a disease, but in a way, it's like that's the best way I can like describe it right now. Um, which I mean, it's probably wrong. I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but this is how like I would describe it. And Jesus is the cure. But at the same time, like for us, we've been tainted by sin and we live in this sinful world. And for us being believers and us having the Holy spirit in our lives, we also have leaks too. And there's a lot of stuff that we have to deal with and with our sinful nature and um it just it just points us to jesus and we just need jesus that's the end of it and it just shows that i need jesus like every every day every hour like how that hymn says i need i was him. about so, to sing the song yeah yeah every hour. no yeah yeah but yeah I, I mean and so he he knows that like i i view the bible and view marriage as a traditional like okay. sexual like side b person so uh, but like we never had like disagreements, like arguments, uh, and like he's made fun of me and I made fun of him. Uh, but like I think there's a respect. There's a there's definitely a respect between us, and um, I, I think that's that's where we're at right now. And he's 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 been through this a lot. He told me just stories about how pastors in the past of different churches that he's been to like would tell him like hey what you're doing is or yeah what you're doing is sinful being in a relationship with another with another guy is sinful and he knows that he's heard it before but like for him like his conviction is like he doesn't see it as a big problem so gotcha. I, again very interesting very interesting guy but i view him 
I treat him as a human being. I treat him as somebody who um, is in need of Jesus as the same as me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just like talking about the the disease metaphor. I mean, that's being fallen, like being a fallen human living in a fallen world, like the disease manifests in all sorts of ways and sexuality, yeah. both for gay people and for straight people manifests and it, yeah. it manifests in physical illness and disease in that literal sense, but then, you know, all kinds of problems across the spectrum. So, um, yeah. so I can see the image there. And I wanted to share this story real quick before I don't have the hourglass with me today, Matthew, I would, otherwise I would be keeping more precise track of time, but we got a few minutes left. Um, cause this is something that I'm trying to like push myself. Hopefully you would appreciate that. I'm trying to push myself to grow in this area. Cause yeah. I've always felt like very, um, and a lot of this is my upbringing of just growing up in a Christian bubble. So like talking to non-Christians or talking with people that believe differently from me about certain things and certainly sexuality is at the top of that list just feels very foreign to me. It feels very uncomfortable. feels very, just not something I've ever been grown up with and never was like forced or thrust into. Um, and so I know this is an area that I need to grow in. I kind of, I feel this uh, compunction, conviction, whatever language you want to use to to grow in this area. Because the only other time I remember doing this other than the story I'm about to tell was when I was living in California, which was years and years and years ago. Well, it's like back when I first met you, was <laughs> I moved across the country yeah. to live in California. Oh yeah. But I was, I was like lonely. And I remember looking up, there is a website that you can no longer use. I'm not going to name it. You can no longer use this website <laughs> to find... A lot of people would use it to find hookups, but then you could also use it to find just connections with people. Um, oh, and I was clicking yeah. around on there. You probably know the website I'm thinking of, but I was yep, clicking around on there and I saw there was someone who identified as a gay Christian and he was looking for other gay Christians to connect with. And that's that wasn't language I would have used back then. It was very like, like I knew, I knew from reading his post where he stood, uh, we didn't have side A, side B language back then, back in like 2011, 2012, probably. Yeah. Um, but I was so so like I sort of knew what I was getting into when I met him for coffee one day, but we set it up to, to grab coffee one day. Um, and I just remember from the beginning, from the jump, that we just it felt like we were standing on opposite sides of a, of a cliff or opposite sides of a chasm. And he believes this and I believe that. And we're and the conversation was so stilted. Like I I can't remember us like having something that we could be a like have some kind of common conversation around. And so I just remember like grabbing coffee with him for thirty minutes, forty five minutes, whatever it was. And then we said goodbye and never talked again. <laughs> that was that. Yeah. I was like, oh well. I think a lot of that was just personality differences. Like I don't know. We we didn't necessarily have a lot in common. So that's that's another mm -hmm. part of it. It wasn't just the fact that we had this big difference on in belief on sexuality. But, um, but the story that came to mind when you were talking about you have having a new side A friend was that a month ago, maybe two months ago, two or three months ago, I would say, um, I got a message on Couchsurfing, which is this website I've used through the years to connect with local travelers. Um, I've used it to, to stay on strangers' couches and other strangers have used it to stay on my couch over the years. Um, and so I got a message on Couchsurfing from a gay man a few years younger than me i think in his either young 30s or late 20s um and he needed a place to stay and i forget what i was doing at the time but i wasn't available to host him um but i told him that i'd be open to grabbing lunch or grabbing coffee or something because some people like doing that some people are only looking for yeah. a place to stay 
Um, but some people don't mind the interaction because he remember the reason, the reason I offered that was because he looked at my profile and like, I don't say too much in my profile. I'm not like so specific on my profile about like, I don't, I don't think I list your other brothers. I don't list what I believe because I just don't think that's the, the outlet for that. Um, but I mentioned just having a blog where I talk about sexuality, where I talk about masculinity. So that's kind of the generic level of what I post on my, on my couch surfing mm-hmm. profile. So he saw that and thought it was super interesting um, as someone who grew up in a faith tradition who no longer, I don't think, ascribes to a faith tradition anymore. But he talks about yeah. like growing up in that and how he he identifies as gay or queer and and he just wanted to, yeah, grab lunch if I was free. And so, mm-hmm. again, checking out his profile, the fact that he has no faith anymore. So I am pretty sure about where he lands on on his belief about sexuality. Um, and so I went into it wondering, you know, can I follow through on this? Because I really want to get better at stretching these, like, relational muscles, for lack of a better metaphor, like, to invoke gym language. <laughs> like, like, I just want to, like, have conversations with people that are different from me and believe different from me and see how I do and see if I can represent myself well. And I say all that long winded way to say all that was, I think it went significantly better than that conversation I had. What is it like 12 years ago, 11 years ago, back in California, like we rallied around more things um, about growing up in the church and how difficult that was and everything. But I just remember a significant part of the conversation because he wasn't sure what I believed. He thought I was just gay. And that meant you know, I'm, I'm down to find a boyfriend. I'm down to, yeah. um, and there was a point in the conversation where I mentioned Henry Nowen and he had never heard of Henry Nowen. And I talked about how he's like a hero to so many people in our community as somebody who experienced homosexual desire, but believed that God was calling him to singleness and celibacy. And I just remember like his eyes bugging out and he just did not, that did not register with him at all that this was like, Oh, like, oh, that's someone your community would look up to. Like, cause I could translation somebody, that's somebody that I think he would look maybe down on, um, as somebody yeah. not to look up to. And, and, and so then he was asking a little bit about, about Yab, about our community. And that's where I ex- explained a little bit, not super specific, but explained a little mm-hmm. bit about how we just have more, a more traditional understanding of sexuality and belief and how we live that out in our lives. And, and it's just such a delicate thing because I want to be clear about what I believe and when and talking about Yab, like I don't want to portray it as something that it's not. But I also don't want to preach at people because I know people have wounds with the church and with people preaching at them and saying that yeah. they're living in sin or they're in a disobedience to God that they may or may not believe in. And so it's just such a delicate thing for me that I want to get better at. And so I'm proud of myself for stepping into that conversation because I, I easily could have said I'm not free you know, good luck, yeah. have fun, in, have fun in Nashville. But, um, yeah. so I'm proud of myself. I had like, it was like an hour, it was like a solid hour, hour and a half conversation. So it was, I felt like it was a significant level of conversation with this person. And, and we laughed about things. We had some good, some good, uh, storytelling around some certain things, but then, uh, I don't know. Yeah. That part of the conversation stands out to me as like, I hope, I hope I did a good job or a good enough job telling him what I believe, but then also not like speaking down to him in a certain way. So, yeah. um, so that was my story from, from this conversation. Yeah. You should never speak down to anybody. I mean, yeah. there are times that, I mean, we're human. We, we do that sometimes. And, um, but you got to take responsibility for that and own up to own up for it and be better next time. And yeah. And through, through that, um, you get to learn about yourself and your, your errors of your ways and all this stuff. And, um, I mean, for, for myself, yeah, I used to, 
probably have that mindset of of thinking that somebody who uh was a christian but then i identified that side a i probably used to think that they were lesser than me but through mm-hmm. the years of just trial and tribulation and just uh challenging myself to be a better person it's like no it's like you sh- they they are your equals in in a human being sense and don't ever look down on 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 another person for that because they uh think differently live differently hold a different belief than you um treat them with amount of respect as possible and if they don't treat you with that same respect that's going to be on them yeah you did your best you did your best of of treating that person better than they should uh probably they they they, they probably weren't in the past or something like that but uh for myself like with me and my new friends like um like i i see something in him that um that i want to like um that i i want to encourage and i want him to um to be like somebody who is a leader and he's he's explained this like for for himself like yeah he wants to be a leader as well but i think for me like i kind of like put aside him being side a and i just view him as a friend and a, a and a believer and that's the that's the thing that i'm um looking at and i want to um kind of treat and to develop and it's like hey it's like not everybody who is a jerk to you like is a bad person and um there could be a bad person and be a jerk but it's like for myself it's like yeah i'm a jerk but i uh own up to that and i want other people to be better and i want to be better as well and i don't know i i see i see so much potential in him and i want mm-hmm. to invest in that oh yeah you're our favorite jerk matthew who comes on this show <laughs> i'd better be we love you yeah. yeah we do yeah yeah i would love to like return to this conversation every so often because it's something that i just want to yeah i just feel this like i said earlier like a compunction to step out in these conversations more because I feel like I'm not the best like arguer and I don't want to argue with people. I don't want to have like big debates with people. That's not like my forte. Like, yeah, same I want to find the common ground. And um, yeah, I think we're similar in that regard. And so, um, so I don't know, just hearing about your friendship with this guy, like that encourages me. And I hope that there's opportunities mm-hmm. in my life moving forward to be able to, um, to have those conversations, to grab those coffees and lunches and dinners. And thanks for just like, this is a little mini conversation for anyone who wants to, again, get the bigger conversation about side A friendship, go check out our Yobcasts. We got a couple of them that you can go back and listen to and links are in the description. Last thing I'll say, Matthew, is that the people are hungering for a conclusion to your blog. You left us hanging like months ago, months ago, Uh, Matthew, and we have no resolution. Yeah, I've been. I, I've actually been busy. So I've, you told I've, a girl you liked her, and you left us hanging. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so one of these days I need to come back because there's a continuation of that story. I'm Just sure recently. there is. It's been like a year yeah. and a half or two years. Okay, there you go. Yeah. No, like re, like recent. Yeah, recent, recently. So one of these days I gotta like come back and tell that story like in person because I don't okay. think I can talk about it in a blog, but. Uh, I'll leave it to that. And I know like I'm, I'm horrible with <laughs> blogging because I honestly, like, I'll just say I have a life over here and I have new friends too busy. and too, too many I'm people too busy. To I know. I yeah. Know. No, for real. Like I, I'm an extrovert. 
<laughs> All right, brother. Well, happy, happy end of Native American Heritage Month. And, um, and yeah, Merry Christmas, brother. And happy new year. All the good things. We're in the holiday season now. Um, uh, I hope your, I your year ends with a bang. I hope it's a great finish yes. for you. Yes, definitely. All right, brother. Always good to see you, Matthew. And y'all, until we cast our next combo. Laters. Bye, Matthew. Bye.